It's on. And there we go. We're officially recording episode number one of the Covert Show, JCRC. We're going to be talking about anything from music, sports, some Pokemon in this episode. So that's going to be pretty great. Uh, how are we doing? Finally getting episode number one underway. It took a minute to get the setup going, but here we are. Oh, yeah. It's, it'll be fun. All right. Well, we're kicking things off with the... Uh, the easy sports news of the day and well it was the sports news of yesterday Tampa Bay won again and you've already made the connection that this means that the Buccaneers are going to win again we're we're not really getting into football this episode but can you elaborate on why you think that means Tampa Bay Buccaneers are an automatic shoe-in now because just because the other Tampa Bay team did it I think they could do it again so just just because there's no rationale. I mean, to be fair, you called it last year yes, before while well, everybody was still shit talking Tom Brady. Yep. And you were like, "Oh yeah, Tampa Bay's going all the way." And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And then you, you turned out to be right, so maybe you need to put some money down on it this year. I totally should. TB12 for days, dude. So the Lightning end up winning four games to one. They uh, blow out the Canadians overall. But to be fair, the Canadians were a lower seed as uh, they win in four games to one. One, one to nothing. Won a different game in the series. Uh, three, one, five, one, six to three. And then game four was the overtime win for the Canadians. And Tampa Bay going back to back. Is it the start of a new era where Tampa Bay teams aren't bad? I guess we're going to have to wait and see and um, you don't watch a lot of hockey but I know you're a Golden Knights fan or bandwagon fan or what have you you got to got to see a team get in the playoffs that's something that I rarely get to see with the Devils so similar to the Ravens you know you're getting to see a team in the playoffs oh yeah <laughs> this is gonna be an editing nightmare <laughs> All right, so switching gears, another another sport that you follow. We're going to be talking some baseball as it closes in on the All-Star break here as Toronto, four games above 500, as that's fairly good. They're 6-4 and four over their last 10 games. They had a game, well, what would be the night before this podcast is officially coming out on the 9th, the 8th. They had a game that was postponed. But as for Cincinnati, they're uh, chilling out in the NL Central. Took me a minute there. And they're sitting second. You know, that surprises me because every time I hear you talk about Cincinnati, and you make it sound like they're awful all the time. But they're sitting they're I mean, they're seven games back of Milwaukee, but that's good enough for second in the NL Central. <laughs> what is so funny about that? You you talk I have about no comment. No comment. You have no comment. <laughs> you tell me all the time about how bad Cincinnati is. Well, every time I like watch them, they're just really trash. They're like the second I like turn them on, they give up like five runs in the first inning, and it's not fun to watch. <laughs> so, in other words, you're telling me that if you don't watch, they might win the whole thing. But the second you watch, boom, it's over. They're gonna lose. Yep, pretty much. Have you have you seen a game this year that they've won? Yes. That I've took watched, a long time. <laughs> I watched the few innings of the Reds Cubs a few weeks ago. So you've they, seen of all the games you've seen like one win this entire year. 
for games I've watched. Yes, usually I turn them <laughs> off before they're over. That's terrible. <laughs> wow, way to be. What a great fan. I'm just going to watch if they're winning. The second they're losing, done. So, all right, we'll just go ahead and run through it. Uh, NL West is being led by San Francisco. Dodgers a game back, four and a half back San Diego. Colorado and Arizona both are terrible and are way back in the division. Central's being led by Milwaukee. Reds in second and everybody else substantially behind them. The East is being led by the Mets, seven games over 500. Everybody else in the division worse than 500. And then on the AL East side, it is the Boston Red Sox, which sucks, by the way. They're uh, 20 games over 500. As, uh, again, this is just one of those things about being in the East. Tampa Bay also just two and a half back of Boston. Toronto, who hasn't been playing poorly, Sits eight game back, eight games back. Yankees nine. Baltimore sucks as everybody thought they would. Central White Sox lead the way. Houston leads in the West, unfortunately, as uh, Oakland second, Seattle, L.A., and Texas round out the West. Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, and Kansas City round out the AL Central. So, is there anything you don't watch a whole lot of baseball, but you watch some? Is there anything this season that surprised you, other than the fact you watch like two innings, and if the Reds are losing, you call it a night? I actually have something about the Reds. So this was against um, Kansas City, I believe, and our pitcher Sony Gray stripped naked after the fourth inning and changed everything but his cleats to reset and start over, and he retired the next nine batters after that. Well, that's because Sonny Gray's a machine, dude. But, yeah, that's uh, that's something interesting, too, is uh, so that this the new thing where you have to hand the, the bat or the bat, the hat, the glove to the umpires now. As somebody that was a former pitcher a long time ago, is that you think that's something that you would have to once you got to the pro level? Is that something that would be like a giant distraction for you? Or is that something that you think these pitchers are able to adapt, assuming they're not cheating, of course? I personally think it would, like, get annoying, obviously. But other than that, I don't think it would. It should be a big deal. I think people should be able to do that and not really get, the, like, the distraction from it. So you're, you're on board with this new, we're going to check you every other inning to see if you're using sticky stuff to get better spin rate on the ball. I wouldn't say I'm on board with it, but I'm also not really against it. Like, if if people are cheating, they should be, like, checked. But if you, like, check two innings in a row and, like, nothing's going on, they should, like, just stop. So a follow-up to that, and I, I laugh at this because I can imagine how I would feel as a pitcher. So you give up five runs in an inning, and then they check you for that. I to me that seems a little stupid because you just gave up five runs. I mean, if you're using stuff and cheating, I don't really think it's going to happen in a five-run inning. Or is that just you might as well just cover everybody no matter what? Yeah, that seems a a little silly to do that after not doing as you like wanted to as and perform as you wanted to. But I guess the rules are the rules now, so. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, MLB Home Run Derby uh, coming up. I believe that's next Monday. As, um, unfortunately, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. not in it, but it's Shohei Otani who continues to just clobber the baseball out of this world, it seems like. Juan Soto's in it. Salvador Perez, Pete Alonso, 
Trey Mancini, Matt Olson, Trevor Story, and Joey Gallo. I don't see how anybody on this list is going to take out Shohei Otani. This dude can pitch six innings, seven innings, whatever he does in a start, and then can turn around the next day at DH, uh, hit wherever, and he's hitting multiple home runs a game. This dude is a machine, so I really don't see how this will get uh, who's going to be able to match up with Shohei Otani, but we will have to uh, see as the uh, All-Star game coming up uh, next Tuesday. So we'll probably be catching that in a podcast coming up as well. So once again, we're switching gears here in sports as uh, NBA Finals wrapped up game two yesterday as uh, Phoenix Suns continue their tear. They lead Milwaukee now two games to nothing. They scored 118 in both game one and game two, gave up 105 in game one and gave up 108 in game two. So just a little bit of an update there on that one. And now switching gears to the Olympics, the news came out today that the Olympics are having no spectators due to a spike in COVID cases in Japan. This was interesting because they'd already said that there was no one that was not from the country of Japan that was going to be on site, so the crowds were going to be a little thin anyway. This starts an interesting conversation here of uh, what's going to happen, but as of now, it seems like the Olympics are a go. I just got the blankest stare in history from that. So anyway, seems like the Olympics are a go, and that does bring me to a follow-up here that uh, I'm curious about. So what is the Summer Olympic event that you would actually watch? Because I've got a couple that I would watch, and, and I mean, one of them I feel like is just because, like, America just kicks the crap out of everybody when they do it. So do you have any specific summer olympic events that you're looking forward to is michael phelps like doing anything (laughs) i don't know (laughs) no no he definitely definitely retired dude so i'm gonna say he was making a comeback though uh, i don't know well let's let's look it up maybe i'm wrong maybe i just i thought he was i thought he was doing some kind of like comeback thing Uh, well i'm gotta Michael Phelps net worth probably a lot. Um, yeah, I don't see anything about Phelps returning. So, yeah. So you're you're a you're a swimming guy though. Is that the the uh, the ticket there? You're gonna watch you some swimming? Uh, no, I'd probably watch um some of that baseball though and watch america kick the crap out of everyone else so i can get on board with watching baseball but i have a sport that's even better basketball america versus the uh don't give me the gagging symbol about basketball america versus the rest of the world in basketball is awesome because america destroys everyone else yep so there you go. That's 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 one of them. And, you know, just scrolling through some of the things you got some diving fencing. That's that's always an interesting one as uh, gymnastics, handball, judo, karate, karate's in there as an event, too, is. Uh, yeah, this is going to be 
interesting with no fans on hand. Also, soccer, can't skip over that. Softball, swimming, surfing, it's a little bit of everything for everybody as there's even table tennis. So, you know, there's some things out there. We'll see how America does as uh, supposed to happen last year. Now it happens this year as uh, athletes have had to make the adjustment to you know, get prepared for this. Having an extra year of training in there, probably not something that most people plan for. And now we're switching gears to your side of things, talking about some music now. <laughs> I actually found a different story here. Um, I don't know how old it is, but it's a terrorist who claimed his own reward. Officials were left baffled by an Afghan Taliban commander who gave himself up and then tried to claim the $100 reward for his capture. How stupid is that? Does that say $100 reward? Yes, it says $100. (laughs) So let me get this straight. This dude's a commander. Gives himself up for $100? Yeah. (laughs) Oh. It says he's a mid to low level Taliban Still, commander. Still, a hundred bucks. He was. That sus- sounds desperate as hell, dude. <laughs> he was suspected of organizing attacks on U.S. and Afghan troops in the east of the country, and yeah, he turned him. Oh, and he he wanted the hundred dollar finder's fee of turning himself in. I mean, I guess on the one hand, like, I'm glad they're that dumb that they turn themselves in, but turning yourself in for a hundred bucks seems like a not not a big brain move. And yeah, the authorities were at a loss to explain his actions, although one U.S. official was, I don't know, it's just... <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I would have thought that'd been like a hundred thousand or like ten thousand or some a hundred bucks. And there was also another criminal on the run took the ill-advised approach of taunting police when they posted a Facebook appeal <laughs> oh my God, to I've trace seen him these. last February. Oh, my God. Logan James, then 19, was wanted for breaching his prison release terms after serving a sentence for wounding um, a fray, common assault, and being in possession of a knife. He says quotation marks haha catch me if you can you won't see me again slipping james taunted later telling a news agency i have been walking around near home so they're not trying to catch me that hard so he's like come down to my house bring it on dude i'm ready uh, looks wow, like we're that. talking about some smart people here. <laughs> yeah this 19 year old i mean We've seen it with other events, social media with, you know, people our age that are a little stupider than we are. It just don't post dumb stuff like that. I'm not saying that being a criminal is a good thing, but if you're going to be on the run, maybe don't be like, yeah, I'm just sitting in a lawn chair out in front of my house. Come get me if you can. Like, that's that's just being an idiot. And one more stupid criminal of the day story. A teenager licked a tub of ice cream and put it put it back and the video went viral and started a whole big thing back in july last july back when covid was like huge at least one copycat got arrested and a few stores briefly started putting their ice cream behind lock and key oh dude no you can't 
that's ruining ice cream for everybody else. Also, Why would you? Uh, you got you're gonna have a line of like ten people. Everybody's it's July. Everybody wants ice cream. They're gonna be like, oh, you gotta get the manager to get the key, dude. It also turns out felony food tampering can put you in jail up to 20 years so as it should i don't want some random person <laughs> licking my ice cream so the next time you're you're feeling hungry at the store and think licking the ice cream container is a good idea you probably shouldn't do that unless you want to end up in jail for 20 years i mean i guess you can lick your ice cream container if you're the one that's gonna buy it do you think i don't know if that's is that like gonna be a 20-year fine too I, I wouldn't assume so, but do you think that, like, applies to popsicles as well? So I could, like, open up, like, one of those, like, super tasty bomb pops, just, like, start eating it and then put it back in the package and, like, tape it closed? Everybody's gonna, it's not ice cream, technically. Everybody's gonna, they're going to go home. They're going to be like, dude, what the heck happened to this one bomb pop? Like, all the other ones look fine. This one looks like someone took a bite out of it. I mean, I guess it depends whether they catch you on security camera. I mean, if they catch you on the camera, you're done. And it goes viral on, like, TikTok. There you go. It's, you're just going to get busted. Yep. Food tampering is not good, kids. I, wouldn't, I would not recommend that. That does seem like some good logic. And there was a weird one here. So we talked about this before we started this podcast. Talked about it yesterday, I think. So Ritz came out for a, and talked about a mystery that I really didn't know was a mystery. It's what the heck the ridges on the side of the cracker were for. Now, me being me, I thought, oh, this is just, just the way they made them. So let's see if you can guess what these the ridges are supposed to be used for. The ridges are used for when you dip it in the cheese container. Uh, those ridges make it look like knife marks so people can't tell that you're eating straight out of the package with the cracker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is some great logic. That is unfortunately not what Ritz said. They said it's used, and I'm going to let you sip your soda so you don't have a spit take here. They said it's used to cut the cheese. So when you're having, yeah, I, this is exactly what I thought. So you know the cheese you put on your sandwich, the nice thin square like cheddar cheese. So you're supposed to use the so cracker. So you use it as like a roller to cut the cheese. That's what I said. When what? I saw that, I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Huh. Like, I like your answer better than that. Like. Yeah, it makes it look like knife marks, other than it's going to leak cracker crumbs into whatever you're dipping it with. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought that was one of those that you're like, you make a big deal about it, and then it's like, what, what, the, what the hell was the point of this? Like, I know exactly nobody that does this. You don't roll your cracker, you're going to crush the cracker on the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I I don't know, dude. I just saw that, and I was I was not not too impressed with it. And then before we get to rock, we were we we're going to talk about music like five minutes ago. We got distracted by food. It'll probably happen more than once on this show. But there was a uh, Airheads came out on uh, I think it was National Chicken Sandwich Day or National Fried Chicken Day, one of the two, and they made a sandwich. It's an airhead bun with everything else you need on a crispy chicken sandwich. First, before we even get into it, it's, it's no longer a thing. They decided after a day that it probably wasn't great. Is that something you would be interested in trying? 
Yeah, I'm going to have to pass on that. That sounds gross. I don't like airheads in general. They're just not that good in my opinion. So you don't want a crispy, extra sugary, chewy sandwich? No, that sounds pretty Because here's the best part. You know how you get that uh, crispy chicken occasionally from different restaurants along the way that's chewy? So you could have your chewy candy double down with some chewy chicken. It's going to be, be, be like eating leather. Yeah. If it's bad. I think it'd be really good to try. I mean, you'd have to go somewhere that you're going to be able to trust that the chicken's not chewy and is actually cooked the way it's supposed to be. But, like, I think it'd be interesting. I think you might want to make an open-faced sandwich out of it. I think well, having a top bun and a bottom bun of airheads is a little bit much but it, i thought it could be interesting so that was something they did a couple of days back so is this like when you're in like middle school and you put chips on your sandwich so you have like the bun and then you like unwrap airheads and they're like those like bar airheads and then chicken and then more airheads like in middle school where you put like chips and then whatever meat and then more chips and then smashed it all together no, this is where the airhead's literally the bun. So it goes airhead, like, I don't know, mayo, pickle, lettuce, whatever. I don't know, whatever people put on their crispy chicken sandwiches, meat, and then airhead on the bottom. There's no bun in this. The bun, I think, would make it worse. Unless you were to do, like, a bun and then stick the airheads in there like a piece of cheese. But then you're going to run the risk of melting airheads all over chicken, and I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that. So, yeah, there you go. That's the uh, the old airhead chicken sandwich, something that's just one of those things that somebody thought was a good idea at one point. And, you know, it, I think in a small small part of me does want to go buy some airheads now. Those, uh, I don't really know which ones you'd have to use, but get an airhead and try to make the sandwich. It, it sounds, if put together correctly, like it could be a good thing. What are you looking at over there? I was looking for a story, which I can't find now. And it was, um, and this happened along, like, I think earlier this year where Remington made a comeback and now they're, they're back from the dead and they're selling guns and making guns again. I was trying to find the story of what date it was, but I'll be honest. I didn't know they were close to going under at any point, but they disappeared a few years ago i'll look it up quick all right well we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna just jump into the next topic while you look for that as um so as some of you know that follow us on twitter i have started playing pokemon go and it's an interesting experience so far i've uh here where we're at there's there's plenty of pokey stops you can collect some pokemon the things I'm running into is the the whole like buddy thing. I can't get my phone to work with the buddy thing. So it's like, you got to go to a flat area. I go to a flat area and it's like, yep, nope, that's not flat enough. So I might be the reception, but we'll see. So yeah, going into this and I think you've got the story pulled up now from um, market realist realist.com. They say Gunmaker Remington Outdoor has gone through its second Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing in two years. The company is short on funds. Deposit 
unloading 775 million in debt in its 2018 bankruptcy. Well, the more you know, I didn't know that that was a thing at all. Is uh, yeah, pulling up a good one there from last year. Is so I'm playing Pokemon Go while we're going here. Just caught a Marsh Stomp, so <laughs> we're we're doing that. Is um, it is fairly interesting. You don't have it yet. I don't know if you're going to get it or not. As uh, so, I can't say a whole lot. But it's I I think maybe I'm just new enough that all my Pokemon aren't that great because I so like it has the same premise of like there's Team Rocket that'll attack like Poke Stops where you can get like you know all the crap you need to to get her going and even Team Rocket beats me like two thirds of the time which if you played the game and I know you've played the game that's that's terrible and uh, yeah so it's it's not <laughs> it's not a good look so far but yeah it's pretty fun so and uh if you want to you want to follow shameless plug here if you want to be friends on pokemon go there's a tweet about it so you can go follow at the covert show as um we'll be talking about if anything interesting happens on the pokemon go and uh so far that's a big fat no from this guy as i mean i have it that's probably the most exciting thing so far and um yeah so there you go. You got some rock music we're talking about. Or are we going to open some Pokemon cards? Um, we'll cover uh, metal and rock bands that are currently on tour. Um, we have Guns N' Roses, Gojira, Alice Cooper, Clutch, Code Orange, John Five, Pop Evil, Red Fang, Avatar, Fever Three Three Three, Beartooth, Guar, Lamb of God, Corn, Kiss, and Slipknot. There's a lot more other bands that are going on tour, but like there's a bunch off of this list that we will be seeing this summer that I'm really excited for, such as Guns N' Roses, Beartooth, um, Lamb of God at Knotfest in Iowa. I'm getting pretty excited for that first show since uh, September. 15th i believe of 2019 it's been a while he's having ago. concert withdrawal most people you know we're like i want to get out and do something this guy's been like i need to get as many concerts jam-packed into the month of well seemingly september we can't rule out august there's still time to jam-pack august with some more concerts but the name that's on that list you just said that's interesting to me is alice cooper still touring yes sir is he going solo or is he going with somebody is he like the headliner? I believe. I could be wrong. This might have been last tour, but I believe this tour he's bringing Ace Freely along. He was the uh, guitarist when Kiss was had all its original members. He was the lead guitarist, and I believe he's doing a solo gig opening for Alice Cooper. I could be wrong, though. I'll look it up quick. Yeah, this, I, I swear Alice Cooper has just been like non-stop tour i mean it's pretty impressive and then guns and roses was on that list they're they're a good show and then uh, i think you said fever 333 is on there too that's somebody that's going to be at the uh incarceration festival is that accurate or is that slipknot fest it'll be at both i'll see them twice there in you September. go there you go so yeah this is uh a big time for <laughs> concerts and concert goers and it's uh yeah i don't i think you're gonna be able to work like 
two days in the entire month of like September. So, yeah, as uh, yeah, that was that was definitely some lightning. Was, I was gonna say, I was gonna. <laughs> did you? We're see gonna that? see a we're seeing a UFO right now on the show, dude. What was that bright ass light? Oh, it's just a it's just thunderstorms off to the to the west. That would be pretty cool though. Just be like, oh, there he went. I cannot catch a Fennekin to save my life right now. So yeah, that's uh, something interesting. I have no idea what the rest of the uh, rest of the list was. I'm gonna awkwardly shuffle over here, try not to screw anything up. Corn uh, Kiss is still on tour too. They're doing their makeup shows from the uh, final road tour thing. <laughs> and then They're... Pop Evil, from what I've heard, Pop Evil is the the show you gotta you gotta see. The up-and-comers, or they're already there. I don't really know what you'd call them, but you've seen them several times. And Number five. You've given nothing but great reviews from seeing them. Every time I've seen them open for someone, they've blown them out of the water. Yes, Nickelback, blown out. Shot well, Nick, Skillet. nobody on the internet likes Nickelback. Skillet though. and Seven Dust. Pop Evil outperformed them and made them look like chumps. Get them out of here. As soon as trenches played, get those clowns off the stage. Just call it a night. I'm sorry. I like Seven Dust and Skillet, but Pop Evil made you guys look clowns. Put on your clown makeup, kids. Get off. So one one of the episodes coming up, if I'm not mistaken, we're going through Incarceration Festival. I'm assuming this will be closer to September when we're going through who's there. Because you've told me about six different schedule changes of who's in who's out so we're gonna wait till closer i'm assuming for that one there's only one band that i really wanted to see that's got kicked off chevelle is that the right one no chevron i wish but no they're still they're still going and um it they're touring with corn and it's fire from the gods i really wanted to see them but it just didn't work out. They had already planned stuff with corn, and I understand that they want to That's go. a big oops, I feel like. I feel like you're going to piss somebody off there, whether it's Incarceration Fest or whether it's corn. And I feel like I guess they're probably making the right move sticking with corn because I feel like that's probably a longer tour. Yes. Yep. I mean, obviously it's longer than four days, but I don't know if it's a couple months, four months, whatever tour, but – I guess if you're stuck with that situation, I guess the festival's the one that would probably have to go. Yeah. Man, I'm sure they're no more happy about it than you are that they had to uh, decide between the two of them. So we'll talk about this more in another upcoming episode, but I do want to hear right now, because I will put money on the table right now that this will change. What are the three bands that you want to hear the most at Incarceration Fest? Number one, Mudvayne. All about the Berbers, my guy. Oh, yeah. Um, Number two would probably be... Fever, this is, this is taking three, a lot. Fever 333. I think they'll be really good. Solid choice. And, and now there's room for one band left, and I know there's at least two you really want to see. Oh, look at that. You can't see it because it's, it's a podcast, but he is focused right now. He's trying to figure out which band is going to make the top three. So number one was Mudvayne with the Berbers. 
Number two is Fever 333. And in the third slot, this will 100% change whenever we talk about this again. But I think there'll be Slipknot. There it is. Iowa boys representing. Oh, yeah. And this, how many times have you seen Slipknot now? Um, Incarceration Fest will be number three, and then Knot Fest a week later will be four. You're like a Slipknot roadie at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, so the tour goes. It kicks off in Iowa after the festival appearance they have, which is in Ohio. They go to Iowa. I'll be at both of those. And then it goes to Tinley Park. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing some big brain thoughts happening about going to Tinley Park. And I believe I could be wrong. They go to Wisconsin after that. So that's totally within driving distance. You're also the guy that will drive 14 hours or however long it is to go to Ohio to see him. So we're going for Mudvayne. So Mudvayne. When? So this is all within like September, October. Yes. Yep. Well, I'm just be interesting to see Tinley Park, Chicago, isn't it? Yes. Just a little bit west of Chicago. I believe so. Hmm. So there you go. If you're a big Slipknot fanatic, you can catch them about 10 different times, four of them within the Midwest region. And and they're bringing back the Knot Fest Road Show, this time with Kill Switch Engage, Code Orange and Fever 333. So what exactly is the difference between the Knot Fest Road Show and any other concert that they do? Um you get one more band, usually they have 3 and they bring the Knot Fest Museum. You went on it at the ah, State Fair. There it is. You went in there. It's that trailer thing for Knot Fest Iowa. That trailer will be way bigger, a lot more stuff since it's like a festival instead of a moving festival like at the State Fair. So how many days is Not Fest? It's one day, but you get like 12 bands. And hmm. it's a lot more art and stuff from Slipknot. Like you had the little tiny trailer, which is like a taste of what the actual Not Fest experience will be like. Sounds like you better get me something to hang up on the wall then. Oh, yeah. Wow, that is that is impressive. So you have, and both of those are in the month of September, if I'm not mistaken, that you're jam-packing two back-to-back weekends of partying at the festival. So here it goes. It goes, Incarceration Fest, and then in the middle of that week is Guns N' Roses, and then Oh, not yeah, Fest. that's right, your middle-of-the-week concert. And we also have Shine Down with Pop Evil, but that's in August. That's a lot of that's a lot of concerts. And dude. if I can afford to, I would like to Which go. is code word for I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't, but I'm probably going to anyway. In November, Testament is going to Minneapolis to perform with uh, Exodus nothing like Midwest weather in November. It's gonna be cool. Oh, it's gonna be Cooler than cold, dude. <laughs> Central Minnesota. In the middle of, in the early part of November. Well, I, I'll i tell you, I'm expecting some some reports back from the shows for, a, for the podcast here about what you saw. Because, you know, at least with incarceration, because it's multiple days, you're going to be seeing a lot of 
interesting things going on. I don't know what that face is. <laughs> I don't, he just gave me a look that was like his phone's about ready to blow up in his hand. I think he might have just gotten news that one of his festivals is shut down. Oh, I'd cry. I'd cry right here live on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, official Bon Scott website launched to celebrate his 75th birthday. Angus Young says he has fond memories of the late legend Bon Scott, who was the first singer of ACDC. He would have turned 75 today. And um, the website was set up by Bon Scott's estate in order to celebrate the singer's legacy and include stories about Scott as told by a number of renowned musicians. It doesn't list the musicians, but... He would have turned 75, and a lot of musicians are paying tribute to him as as the website goes on. So on this website, I don't know if you've looked at the website or not, but is there, like, interview clips, or is this one of those things where there's, like, a written part where it's basically a glorified blog, or is this, like, a website website where you can buy, like, merch or something like that if that's that's what you're into? I'm on the website right now. For the tabs, it's home, news, videos, history, testimonials, shop, and... Well, you knew shop had to be in there somewhere. When there's a... uh, The name's escaping me. The, uh... The name's escaping me. What what the heck was it called? (laughs) A merch? merch? Bon Scott Trust or whatever. Oh, a state? There it is, a state. Wow, I could not remember that word, but... You know when there's an estate involved that there's probably some money in there, so they're gonna they're gonna make some make some money off the uh, merch there. But as I'm scrolling through the site here, it looks like it's just bands telling stories, and um, it looks like there's a few actual videos of him talking, but. Looks like the majority of it is um, written stories told from uh, other bands. So, like, it's a blog and a YouTube combined into one. It kind of looks like that, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's a that's a nice thing they're doing there, paying some tribute, and you know, when there's that many different artists talking about somebody. It, was a was a powerful individual on the musician side of things. Also. If you're a huge ACDC fan and you knew Bon Scott and you ever met him, seen him perform, include your story and a photo or ticket stub in an email to us at bonscott at sonicrights.com and they will post it to the fan testimonial section of the website. So if you ever met him or ever saw him live, take a picture of your ticket if you still have it. Or just I feel like most people probably have it. I I feel like a lot of people save tickets and that sort of thing. But that is interesting, you know, to bring the fans' perspective in. Normally, that's not necessarily something you see. It's mostly just the musicians themselves that are talking about it. But a little bit of everything uh, with the website there. So that's uh, that about wrap up the rock and roll news, music news. It'll mostly be heavy metal, rock and roll. Because I, my guy over here definitely loves the pop music. It's 
It's not fun being exposed to it. All that, all my work, that's all my work plays is pop music. So I go from one job to the other job, and it's just pure pop all day, and it's it's not doing it. Well, you know, I just invest in some of those AirPods, pop one in one ear, and there you go. It's gotten so bad that I was humming Poker Face the other day. Lady Gaga's good music, though. It's not. It, no, it, no. The day you start humming Billie Eilish, I'll be concerned. Lady <laughs> Gaga's good music. Beanie Eyelash. Beanie Eyelash. That's right. <laughs> All righty. I think it's Pokétron time, right? Pokétron time. I don't remember what pack I gave you. I remember it's a three-pack, though. I think it's, it's like Sun and Moon or something. Sun and Moon <clears throat> Lost Thunder. And I've Just... got... Sword and shield battle styles in the uh, the uh, tri- Tyranitar outside packaging. You got the nice <laughs> rustling of the package. This is the uh, excess cardboard. I sure hope I rolled up my windows as the lightning gets a lot more frequent outside. So you've just moved into an apartment. So I've got to got to get this one out there. So. You have your car parked in the lot, and I drove my car around to park next to yours. I, I, I've never... Oh, I think he got something good over there. We got a ho-ho for 130 oh, hit points. Ho-ho! <laughs> and, yeah, it's Rainbow Burn. It's pretty cool looking. Rainbow Burn? Oh, it's, it's, cool. a, it's a it's a basic type. Nice. It's basic. You got Moo Moo Milk and Moo uh, Moo Milk, baby. Chikorita. Chikorita, dude. And uh, just a promotional card type thing. All right. Well, this pack feels heavy. I don't know anything about weighing packs. You got to get the... You got to get the asthma going. Shit. No, <laughs> we don't. I turned off my mic, and that was still probably picked up. So I'm trying to open a pack and uh, do... Uh, thing here is it three or four i think it's three is it four three or four what sorry well we're doing three so we start out with an escape rope tower of waters luxio bellsprout a sick onyx that has an attack that is that is almost as bad as that whale ward ex that takes like eight water energies this thing takes five energies. One of them's fighting. It does 170 damage, but it does 60 damage to itself, and it only has 110 hit points, so that's not great. Spearow, some new Pokemon. Wow, this is some thunder going on out there. This Mike's going to pick it up. Uh, Bruxious, pretty sure I'm saying that wrong, and Vivillion, and a Psychic Energy. So we got a big fat nothing in this pack. So that might be a segment we do. We might open up some some Pokemon cards and something important just came in. For all the Coke lovers out there. You're one of them. It's Diet Coke. It's probably out by now, but I didn't know this. There are four new flavor varieties added from the tropical to the citrus flavors. The flavors include ginger lime, uh, feisty. Don't know. Feisty. What the heck's that? Oh, I didn't finish it. Feisty Cherry. There it is. A bolder taste on Cherry Coke. 
I thought of when you said boulder, I first thought rocks because <laughs> I just saw that onyx. A boulder taste. All right. Twisted mango and zesty blood orange. So these are Diet Coke specifically. By the picture, it looks like it says diet. That seems like that would be both regular and diet, but maybe they're just trying to get after the diet population there. I've had diet pop before. I've told you about my Mountain Dew story with the vending machine where I got the free one and me being the smart guy I was decided I was going to click Diet Mountain Dew because I didn't think it'd come out. It did. It tasted bad. So just stick with the regular old pop. You know, some code red. Can't go wrong with it, dude. So, yeah, there you go. Got some new Coke flavors and it does not appear to be in any other flavor other than Diet. So are you going to try the Diet Coke flavors if you find them at Walmart, wherever you... I'd consider do. it. Dude, I, I just can't get around diet diet in general. Because, I mean, it's all that Splenda crap that's worse for you than sugar is. But I guess, you know, we'll have to see if you can even find them. Because sometimes those are uh, challenging to find. Also, as of June 25th, so not that long ago... Fago launches a new flavor in 24-ounce bottles, and it was in the Midwest and online at its store, and this is called Fago Firework. It looks, it's it's a picture of... Is this an energy drink? No. it's wow. a, It's a combination of fruity and sweet flavors of cherry, lime, and blue raspberry. So it's like a bomb Ooh, pop. It's like a bomb pop. That sounds pop. good. Except in liquid form and not like frozen ice, ice like cream stuff. That does sound good. And I mean, Fago is kind of underrated because it's under a buck for like 24 ounces or whatever you just said, where it's like 89 cents or something normally. So, yeah, the other day I was out shopping at the at the quick trip. And I was walking through the store, and my dad was with me, and I was like, he bought a Mountain Dew. And I got a Mountain, no, what is it's it called? Moon, moon Mist, mist. dude. Moon, moon Mist, baby. I got a Moon Mist, and he got a Mountain Dew. We get out to the car, and I'm, like, making fun of him. And I'm like, you paid, like, two bucks for your Mountain Dew, and I paid, like, barely a dollar, and I get four more ounces of soda than you do. But the question then becomes... Is it better than Mountain Dew? Yes, 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 it is. I haven't had Fago in a long time. Do Walmart. They, I is mean, Moon. Do they have a Moon Mist cherry that could substitute my Mountain Dew Code Red? I don't think they do. You can. There is a cherry flavor. You can just mix it together and make it yourself. They have a cherry flavored Fago. There, dude. Fago has. Hundreds I know of their flavors. grape soda tastes like food coloring. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. And. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think the only one I ever drank that I actually enjoyed was Moon Mist because I think the rest of them are like food coloring. Because if I go with a strawberry soda, it's always Welch's. It's never Fago. You've never had the cola one? Dude, the cola one's pretty so. good. I like the cola one. I can't the say root that I've ever had it. Good. Um, if I'm having root beer, it's A.W. all day long, dude. What about Barks? No. Or Mug? Mm, oh, you get me with mug. Mug is pretty okay. Barks is bitter. Barks tastes bitter compared to either of the other ones. 
Like right. A.W. in an ice-cold mug. That is the money. Whoa, look at that eye roll. <laughs> We're going to have to make it YouTube. We're going to have to record these and put them on YouTube and just put a <laughs> camera on your face so you can see all the facial expressions you make when I make any comment at all. That was a solid eye roll. So you're not a big fan of the A.W. root beer in the mug? Oh, it's, I just gave whatever. me a shrug. Shruggy shrug like, oh, it's just another pop, dude. So, yeah, on a very, very, very off note here. <laughs> We're going back the other way now. Uh, This is the lowest I've ever ran my car on gas. Oh, jeez. So. Here it comes. This is <laughs> we're gonna have to give a disclaimer. This is the part of the podcast where don't do what RC is doing here by running his car out of gas. So I've never ran it to like sixty miles before. It's like empty before. Weak, dude. Everybody's done that. Uh, so usually it's not a good thing to do, but I feel like everybody's done it at least once. Well, yeah, it's something. <laughs> That's the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I never run my car below 60 miles to E, and, well, there we are. Yep. Well, yeah, that pretty much wraps up everything I have. And There you go. I don't, We opened some Pokemon cards. We talked a little bit about Pokemon Go. As, uh, got some rock music under the belt. We talked about some sports, and, yeah. Other than that, I think you just, if you got any social media you want people to follow you at before we uh, let the uh, fine people know about the fine email address that's apparently already been, someone tried to hack the Covert Show email, Gmail already. So whoever hacks, it's going to be bummed because there's nothing in there. So you got nothing for social media? You can find me. You can follow him on Twitter that he's never on. You could you can find me on eBay at RC House of Music. Shameless plug. There you go. RC Selling House of all Music. Of your quality metal and rock CDs, merch, and T-shirts and more. Everything you want, right here at RC House of Music. There you go. I'm pretty sure there's also some pop music that drags its way through. Some country music. You know, it's just one of those things. Well. There you go. That's episode number one here of the Covert Show. You can follow us on Twitter at the Covert Show. Also, you want to email us something, you want to be on the show. We're going to have some guests on eventually once we get this thing rolling. And uh, I'm going to guess Friday's not going to be a release date once we get going. I think we're going to try twice a week to get together. Maybe more if there's some events that are worth talking about, but. You can find this podcast on, I believe it's going to be on Podbean, Spotify, uh, eventually Apple, but that that's going to take a minute. So mostly right now it is on Podbean. So there you go. Covert show episode number one in the books. Thanks for listening. Again, follow us on Twitter at The Covert Show. Give us an email, thecovertshow at gmail. Thanks for listening.